right. Welcome to hour two of Blast Beats and Bicycles. Todd Butcher is staying with me for this hour. Todd, how you doing? Hello. I'm good. How are you? I'm great. This is the, that first hour was a ton of fun. I was uh, yeah, yeah. I was really getting into that that conversation. Yeah. We've Super got much more to talk one. about. Mm-hmm. This hour, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, bicycles. We've got some road racing discussions ahead of us. You are listening to WMCN, McAllister College Radio in St. Paul, Minnesota, 91.7 FM on your radio dial. If you're lucky enough to live in the three to six mile coverage area of little McAllister College. When When I was here, they used to call it small but lively. I think that still applies, don't you? Sure. <laughs> All right, you're not selling it. Tom. I'm sorry. You're no, not it, selling it. It is. It is small. It is definitely small. You you would drive by college, but then again, there's a lot going on in this dense area. Um, you've got the college itself. You've got some good food down the street. Um, you're. It's dope. Come yeah, here. it's a good. Uh, it's a good place. There's no doubt about that. Mm-hmm. You know, we've got a lot of things going on. We always start the bicycle segment of the show with a little recap of what happened at the velodrome last night. Oh. Uh, we had a couple of state championship races uh, go on. They had the women's category four points race, and Colette Meller is really launching herself to the front end of the field right now. She's she races for Coachella, and she in three Coachella's sprints. Up. Yeah, they are. They're doing a great job. In fact, they did a lot to bring. Uh, women's racing to the next level at the track. And so uh, shout out to the Coachella squad yeah, for awesome. all that they've been doing to build the women's field. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. And, and Colette is, is crazy <laughs> strong. I mean, she just launched herself right before the first sprint in the points race last night and didn't look back. And she grabbed all the points in that race on her way to her first state championship in that, in that points race. That's, that's not, not, not an easy feat. No, no, it was, it was really some good, some good racing. And then on the, uh, cat three Karen, uh, Karen is a motor paced, uh, sprint race. Uh, the category threes raced their state championship last night and it was, it was quite a battle. So it's a six lap race, three and a half laps are behind a motorcycle. The motorcycle comes off and then they start sprinting for the last, you know, 625 meters of the race. And Charlie Warner, jumped out with two to go basically right after the motorcycle was gone he took off the front and was trying hard to get away from the rest of the field because there were some serious true sprinters uh in that group and then lindsey hamilton who rides for synergy is sponsored by now bikes uh up the street just destroyed everybody she launched and she caught charlie in about a half a lap and then she just roared to the roared to the finish i'm gonna see that happen because Lindsay is strong <laughs> she, she will tear strong. legs off she will rip you apart and even doesn't matter who you are, she will make you eat. Want not eat, but she'll make you fight for your meal and then yeah. take it away from you anyway. It's it's amazing. <clears throat> she, uh, you know, that that field was eight people strong in the final, and uh, she was in the middle of the pack, so she had to fight her way over and around a bunch of people to get up there and chase down uh, Charlie, who had a good 20 meters on the field. I mean, he, yeah. he launched himself. So some really great racing out there. Uh, of course, we're going to be back again on uh, Thursday of next week, as always. Uh, a couple other fun things happening up at the track. On August 2nd, we'll have the Corporate Challenge, and that's a fun night where we get a bunch of company teams to race uh, against each other, and uh, that's a ton of fun. So people should come out that night. And then on August 24th and 25th, we have the Fixed Gear Classic up at the Velodrome. Uh, and that is the, our big nation, national event. Yeah. And that's always a blast. I mean, you've been up there uh, volunteering and helping out with that. Yeah, the Big the, the big Gear Classic is a lot of fun. Um, you see some pros put it down. Um, uh, and speed is redefined. Yeah. Um, 
it's cyclotron amazing. Cyclotron it's still redefined when, when they come up and do their thing on a 42 degree angle. Yeah. Uh, wood track outside. It's, yeah, it's, it's berserk. It's, it's amazing to see how, how strong all the riders who they're coming in from out of town, but you know, how good our riders do in that field. You know, we've yeah. got people who are regularly on the podium, uh, and winning that event who race here at their home track in Blaine. So, yeah, yeah. um, it's, it's great to know that we've got some of the strongest racers, uh, in the country coming out right of here. here. Yeah. And we have such a great resource of that as a track. Yeah. Um, it's one of the best, if not the best in the country. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody who comes here just loves this track from every other track in the country. They're like, this is one of the greatest places to ride in the whole world. Yeah. So yeah, we, we dig it, but we're going to talk about road cycling yes, today. Tomorrow is the start of the tour. It is uh, already. So are you, uh, you <clears throat> dialed in, you got it. You know, who's going to win? No, you know what? I have no idea who's going to win. Um, it, it's the, there was, uh, some recent uh, hubbub about hubbub about <clears throat> excuse me uh, about Froome. Froome uh, won it last Chris year. Froome from Chris Sky. Froome, Sky. Yep. Sky is a dominant team uh, this year. It's just like um, the USPS was back in the early 2000s. Yeah, I mean, um, they're, they're kind of the Yankees or you know the Dallas Cowboys of bike racing, yeah, basically, right? Yeah, yeah. They, they are they are a, a, a force to be reckoned with. Um, in the road racing scene. So, uh, Chris Froome was in a little bit of a, of a mix up with, uh, doping, um, and, and potentially, uh, scare for him not being able to participate because, um, of his, uh, approved asthma medicine. And, uh, he apparently got tested positive for having too much. Mm-hmm. And, um, the UCI is like, oh, that's okay. Yeah. But why, why put that stress on a guy before? Now, I'm not, I'm not saying I'm in favor of Froome or anybody else. I'm just saying that, as a racer, um, it's a tough sport anyway. Yep. And, uh, and you know, right before you're about to race and the, the biggest stage um, in the road recycling community, why put that upon someone? Yeah, it's, it's really an interesting deal. That whole timing thing is really questionable. You know, ASO, the people, the, the company that runs the Tour de France had, had said he wasn't going to be allowed to race mm-hmm. unless the UCI came out with an uh, approval for him. You know, they said he was clean or he, he hadn't violated their rules. And so then like the next day the UCI said, Oh yeah, he's good. Don't worry about it. And then yeah. ASO said, okay, well we're going to let him, let him in now. I, it's, it, we're it's shaking our heads like, yeah, it's yeah because it feels like even if it was legit and he didn't, you know, violate any of the dope anti-doping rules, it just now it's one more thing that gives cycling a black eye. Exactly. You know, it's, yeah. it's hard to, it's hard to admit to being a bike racing fan right now. It, totally. Yeah. It's, uh, <clears throat> so I thought about this before it came, became on air. It's like when I was a kid, um, and you know, back in the day, I remember watching, um, uh, uh, Greg Lamont mm-hmm. on CBS yeah. national TV yeah. in the summer of 86, watching mm-hmm. him win or these stages, uh, you know, the Tour de France yep. on TV. Yeah. And, you know, there's now, you know, we, besides Lance um, doing this thing, we um, kind of ruined it because yeah. like, oh, now we get cheaters now. You can't, you can't win without cheating. That's not, not the case. The, the point is it, it's hard to watch this race. It's hard to get behind it when you find out that, you know, so many people have been busted for cheating. There's Lance, yeah. there's what's his name on this, his teammate that said uh, he came here to do the. Uh, oh, Floyd. Landis. Floyd, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, he got popped. Yeah. Um, 
and now it's like another, another like you said, another black eye to the sport. Right. Um, um, a Spaniard dude. Um, Conador. Conador. Yeah. Conador was a. Oh, that was totally steak, dude. That was totally steak. It wasn't. A, he wasn't taking drugs. It was in the. It was in his steak. For real, this is steak. Right. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> yeah. The look on her face, like, yeah, right. It was a steak. Yeah, it, was, it wasn't me. It wasn't a steak. I tell you. Um. But uh, you know, it, it's if for those, it, it's recycling is a tough sport. Think about this: you, woman, man. It's a human on a machine, yep. on a mechanical device. For four, five, six hours at a time. At a time, doing anywhere between 25 and 60 miles an hour. Yeah. Uh, you're doing maybe 10 miles an hour up a insanely steep hill for <laughs> miles and yeah. miles and miles yeah. and miles. What's that climb called? It's like 6,900 and some odd feet tall. Well, there's, I mean, there's Mont Ventoux, there's the Alpe d'Huez. I mean, there's all of these insane climbs in the tour yeah. every um, year. It, it's, it's, the 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 human mind and the, the the physical capability of anyone to do that willingly yeah is 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 nuts uh, yeah it's it's really a, a, an amazing mental capacity we were talking last week with Risa Houston about her experiences at Dirty Conzo, which is a two hundred mile gravel ride and I'm like at what point does your miles. brain just yeah two hundred miles on gravel yeah at what point does your brain just break and how do you recover from that or how do you prevent that from happening I mean that to yeah. me is one of the most amazing things. That pro cyclists have, and you know, even uh, endurance, endurance cyclists at, yeah. at the local level have that I don't have. You yeah. know, I sort of I I love the track because it's a short burst of of pain, mm-hmm. but it's not suffering, right? So right. to me, suffering is the ability to just go into that black hole and stay there and come back out the other side and 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 finish a long ride or yeah. you know win a race, right? But I can't. I can't do that. I, I have such a short attention span that if I'm out on the bike for more than two and a half hours, I'm like, okay, I can't. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it, it's a mental, mental thing. Where's my Uber? Right. <laughs> Lift. But <laughs> Uber weak. Lift better. Lift. Okay. Okay. So, no, that's off this topic. is non-commercial radio time. <laughs> non-commercial radio. We're not plugging any services. Um, yeah. So, the, the, but you know, the, the black eye thing and, and, and the sport in itself, it's an amazing sport. It, it's, I made notes about this. Um, it's as a cyclist, uh, you know, it's <clears throat> you're you're the racer in the race. Yep. You don't see you see things around you. You're very aware of who's in front of you, who's behind you, who's on your side, yep. who's who's on left or right, where your teammates are. It's not yeah. an individual sport. Right. It can be, but chances are individual, you're on the track. You're not out yep. on the road race doing an individual thing. It is a team sport. Yeah. Even if you see a guy or or a woman, you know, way off the front all by themselves, that team has set her or him up to be in that position absolutely, and yep. they're preventing everybody else from chasing it down. Yep. Right. So that's a whole, there's a whole strategy that the team is all working together mm-hmm. to make sure that that person can stay off the front. Yeah. Um, yeah. So even in, when it looks like it's just one person, that's six or seven other people who are yeah. carrying the heavy load. Yep. Yeah. Um, and it's hard to, I mean, you see that from, if you're in it, in the race itself, yeah. as, as, as a participant, as from a spectator, you don't see it unless you know what to look for. Not to sound pretentious, but it's it's one of the things that's hard to look for. You well, s- yeah, I mean, if you're watching it on TV or a live stream from Europe or whatever, they, they are looking at the interesting stuff, right? They're mm-hmm. not looking at what's all going on in the pack. The strategy when behind When people it. are, you know, sitting in or not doing their work, you know, to, yeah. to cycle through or whatever. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, that stuff you never really get to see. You don't see it. It's, yeah. it's not obvious. It's, right. it's not obvious to the naked eye for 
from a helicopter view, yeah. um, from a side view, they're always like, oh, look, 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 look who's in first. Yep. That's not really who's really in first yep. in, in, in the cycling world. But it's an interesting sport in that the physicality part of it, the the strategic behind, the strategy behind what teams are doing in the back, mm-hmm. what's called the pellets on the, yep. the group of people, uh, the massive people in the back. Um, you know, who wins the race each day? Does it, it, it doesn't matter. It's, it, it's so, it's so interesting. Like I didn't know about these things until I started racing, uh, maybe 10 years ago, yeah. 11 years ago. And then got educated on like, Oh, that's what happens. Right. Um, um, but yeah. And you think about, you know, uh, even a lot of the, the riders who will win these big prizes will share a bunch of that with their teammates because mm-hmm. they recognize that that's, you know, it's not just one person standing up on the podium. It's the entire team. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, there's, so the, the tour itself starts tomorrow. It's three yep. weeks yep. Uh, of stage racing, yep. um, throughout the country of France. I don't know where it's starting or where it's ending, but it's just an amazing thing that you, people are getting paid to ride their bikes mm-hmm. for five hours at a time through <laughs> areas, you know, 80 to 150 miles yeah. a day. Thousands of kilometers for yeah. the whole race, right? I mean, it's yeah. just insane how long this thing is. Yeah. Um, you know, if any mortal, you know, I would do it. take us a week to go to do one stage. Not <laughs> I, uh, That would kill me, man. I would die from that. There's no way I could ever dream of doing that. Yeah. Just, it's just not in my DNA. No. I'm, I'm not fat. I'm a sprinter. Let's, yeah. let's say it that way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm a sprinter as well. And I'm like, <laughs> I climb the mountain in my driveway. I'm like, yeah, yeah. my legs hurt. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Uh, exactly. You know, they're, they're talking about this tour being sort of quote unquote, the Froome killer, right? So they've created this route apparently that's really going to do uh, a lot of damage to Froome and his team. Um, so Froome's strength is being well. He's I mean, he's a very good climber, but he can also time trial like crazy. So you know, there's lots of climbing stages, but they're really sharp, and a lot of them are short. There's one that's only 65 kilometers. It's like 40 miles. I mean, that's a that's a distance we ride pretty routinely, I right? Mean, I mean, I understand. There's a stage in a tour that's only yeah, 65. 65 kilometers. That's really short. Yeah, but it and it's got like- three climbs. Okay. Which, <laughs> it's got three climbs. So if we do the math, that's going to be some pretty long, steep climbs. Yeah, for sure. For sure. But, you know, so it's there. I mean, they're really trying to shake things up. They've also got a team time trial uh, in the in the race, which is always good to see these teams and see how well they can work together. Um, you know, you can't just have one motor in right. that in that group. You've got to have eight people who can ride together really, really well um, to make that thing like, sing. So then you've got BMC is a great t- team mm. time trial mm-hmm. uh, squad. Uh, the Education First Drop Hawk team, which is Taylor Finney's okay. uh, squad, they're really good at the team time trial. Uh, so that can shake things up, especially because it's early. It's like stage three uh, in the tour. Ooh, so it's going to burn a lot of matches then. Yeah, absolutely. And it's going to separate, you know, if you've got a team that, that has problems uh, in that team time trial, whether they crash because they don't know how to ride their time trial bikes or because they've got some guys who can't hang on the on the pace. And they lose, you know, because you got to have a certain number of your team mm-hmm. finish that team time trial to get a to get a score. So if you've got your last, you know, sort of counted rider off the back, that's the time that counts. Yeah, it's not the first that's... person across the line; it's the last one. This will be interesting because I think when they had all other dominant racers, I don't like talking about Lance, so but I'm, I had to bring him up in this point in the, in the context of being the Froome killer, as yep. you say. I think the 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 tour tried to do the same thing with Lance mm-hmm. before he got busted for doping. Yep. 
he got busted for doping. I knew he got busted for doping. He was cheating the whole time. He finally got busted. He got busted. So bump Lance. Anyway. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we're still talking about him. Okay. <laughs> Frustrating that he's still a thing for us. But yeah. go on. I interrupt. Um, he, so the, the tour tried to make courses to equalize his dominance. Yep. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see if, if you know. It will be interesting. I mean, do you are you looking at other any other riders that you think might have a shot? Um, you know, I, I I'm no. I ask you a question. That's the easy answer. Not really. <laughs> Not that I, I don't care about the sport. Yep. I don't care about any individual. Rider. I'm still a fan of Contador. Yeah, I just affinity for steak. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Washington, or California. There's a, I think there's a guy from. Uh, oh boy, I'm gonna screw up his country, but. Super fast climber, like he comes out of nowhere and just yeah. kills people. Um, Nairo Quintana is a great is a guy like that him. from Colombia. Yeah, that's yeah. Him. He's Quintana, he's yeah. a really good, and that he guy. he was close last year. I mean, yeah. he was he was in the mix last year. Yeah, um, didn't he get popped like the last last hundred meters? Yeah, it was, stage? It was yep. like oh dude. Yeah, so I really would I like him. I think yeah. he's a kind of a dynamic rider. Um, he's from a country that that has a lot of really good climbers, obviously. Mm-hmm. So he's got that pedigree, and I I think he could do well. The question for me is, he's on the Movistar team. And mm. I just don't know if they've got the horses to to carry him um, through those other stages, like the time trials and stuff like that, because he's not known as a time trialist. Uh, so, okay. you know, I mean, you really that's the thing about the tour or any of these long uh, grand tours is you've got to have a, the ability to do everything pretty well. You know, you can't be completely awful at the time trial and expect your times in the mountains to carry you or vice versa. Yeah, it's interesting how the, the, the three weeks stages you there's no set you know pattern like right you have to plan out mm-hmm. your strategy as a team yep how are you going to do it and how it plays to your strengths or or not yeah and you are you interested for the experience because you know you have no chance yep or you're like ah we've got we've got some good players and yep. some good horses back here yep. um, in, our, in our stable to to push forward um and have we have a chance at this um so uh, it, it, it'll, it's, I want to watch the tour. Um, I've got myself set up to watch it. Um, nice. uh, and, and see how it plays because cycling in itself is like you alluded earlier, man, woman, and machine. And that's it. Yeah. How else, what other sport allows you to go at that speed mm-hmm. with just human power? Yeah. I mean, running is one thing. Swimming's one thing, right. but. It's just you and your bike, yeah, and your bikes, yeah, and nature, and that's it, and gravity, and you're, and you're doing what you can, yeah, yeah. It's it's an amazing it's an amazing sport for sure. Yeah. I'm uh, I'm sort of curious about uh, Bardet, the Frenchman who rides for AG2R. Yeah, uh, I think he might have an outside chance uh, to to win the tour, but a lot of things have got to go right, and mm. you know the French fans would go nuts. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, to see so, yeah. to see a, a yeah. Frenchman win. Uh, yeah. the tour again that would be pretty cool for cool. them did the frenchman win a stage last year in, in paris or was it no i could be wrong i thought the frenchman won the last stage he didn't win the, the race but he won the last yeah stage i didn't i don't remember who won the stages last year i okay. didn't pay that close of attention i have to be honest yeah, um yeah. i always love watching the sprinters to me you know because that yeah. a lot of those guys come from the track and the track yeah. is my first love mm-hmm. you know cavendish is a great example cavendish not everybody's a big fan of cav I'm, I take it you're not. So, I, I, I'm not a not fan of Cavendish. I, I'm, I, 
I admire, I remember that race he did as he was somewhere, like the last stage, he came just from the back and just swallowed people up. Yep. And it was just like watching poetry. It was just mm -hmm. like this, you can't see my hands, but he was just like just a glide from the, to the left, to the right, glide to the left. And then just wah, 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 yeah. just gone. It's, it's amazing like, to see those guys just pick their way through the minefield oh, of the of the peloton. Berserk. And then um, he got taken out. Wasn't mm -hmm. he? Hit the, well, yeah, that was the big controversy, right? So so he and Sagan were battling it out for the for the sprint. Mm -hmm. And, you know, what they originally said was Sagan knocked him into the barricades, knocked Cavendish into the barricades. Um, and, and Cav, uh, w went out, he crashed out. So Cav couldn't continue, but they kicked Sagan out yeah. because the initial, uh, ruling from the officials was that he had pushed Cav into the barricades. But then pretty quickly after that, they showed the helicopter view and Cav kind of took his line away from him. I mean, yeah, he kind of weaved yeah, from right. left to right across the, across the, the road and, and basically took the line. So he didn't, he, he should have followed a straight line. Or not interfered with with Sagan, so he kind of made it happen himself. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, that's right. So I, people are pretty unhappy with Cav because he did that. I mean, he's he's kind of known to take up a lot of road when he sprints. I mean, that's that's kind of the way is, he does. How right? he rides is like yeah. just, he's he's got his broad shoulders. Yeah, he, just he does, and he left, waggles right. that bike left to right yeah. really hard when he's out of elbows the out like a wing. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So I don't know. I I'm still a big Cav fan because he came off the track. Mm -hmm. You know, he's got world championships in the Madison mm -hmm. uh, with Wiggins, and mm -hmm. uh, he goes back to race the six days uh, track races. So I'm I'm a big fan of Cav okay. just because he's comes from the, that track pedigree. Yeah. And you know, yeah, he's he's abrasive and he is brash on the bike, but I think he's he's a good quality. Yeah, star. I don't I don't hate the guy. I'm gonna be honest, I don't I don't hate any any rider. I mean, I guess it depends if I saw him in person. And then I'm like, oh, you're a jerk. Then yeah, just, okay, how good you are, still a jerk. Yeah, right. Well, there is that for sure. There <laughs> right. is that. Tell me how you're a person. And you're cool. If you're yeah. a jerk. Like I don't care how you ride. Yeah, exactly. Jerk. You're a tool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, it's like Formula One, uh, Max Verstappen. Um, Mike Cavendish is a great racer, but watch him on in the car is like, why would you do that? <laughs> why would you put your wheel inside a person's wheel and take yeah. out my boy Hamilton like yeah. that? Yeah. Was that a right move? You no. could have just waited a half a second or yeah. like a, just a. Yep. Well, anyway. you know, I'm rubbing's racing. <laughs> At speed, dude, it's like, yeah. yeah. It, no, you're 100% right. I mean, it's. You, uh, there's nothing. There's, between you and the ground, just a, a bit of a tire. There's being aggressive and then there's just being dangerous. Yeah. And, and right. you know, Formula One and car racing is just like bike racing in that regard. Mm -hmm. It's like, yeah. you can, bad stuff can happen. The margin happen of error is bigger. very narrow. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think a lot of people like Sagan. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I like him too. I think he, he has a chance to do really well. I mean, he got, he's gotten the green Jersey, um, uh, be a great chance for him to do that again this year, I think. Um, but with Cav only four victories, stage wins away from Eddie Merckx's record, oh. um, Cav is going to be, I think, gunning for stage wins this year. Didn't know it was that close. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, I'm not sure how I feel about that. I mean, Merckx, Merckx. is legend, right? I mean, he's, <laughs> He's the man. I'm gonna buy a bike called Cavendish. No, we all want a Merck's bike, don't we? <laughs> right. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Ferrari Merck's. Exactly. I don't want Ferrari Cavendish. Exactly. It doesn't come off the tongue very well. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, so anyway, I mean, that I think will provide an interesting dynamic with with uh, Sagan trying to get the sprints, the sprinters jersey, and and Cav. You know, he's even said he wants to come out and win that first stage. 
which is not a time trial this year. I mean, usually they'll have a prologue. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah um, right. And this year it's a it's a, a stage, you know, it's a road flat stage. Flat out road stage. Yeah, and not it's flat out, but still, it's built for the sprinters too. It's very flat uh, this time around. Oh, it is. So, yeah, it'll oh, be. I didn't know that. So yep. flat out was pun intended. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, so yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see how that that plays out. Yeah, well, it, it, it will be. Um, then I'm also curious what other teams will do if yeah. they know that it's obvious that that's his intention. Yep. What are they gonna do to block right. him up? To lock him up and 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 say, nah, sorry, yes, work for this boy. You're not you're not gonna get it like that. Yep. yep. Um, and and Greipel and Kittle are both healthy this year, which is is kind of new. They've been off and on the other sprinters from the stronger sprint teams. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see if those guys can uh, can make an impact on on those top two. Interesting. Yeah. So what are they, what are they, what's their uh, are these sprinters? Or uh, are they... They're they're pure sprinters. Yeah. Pure and so they are uh, Alpeson and uh, uh, Marita. Okay. Right? Marita or is it Katusha? I can't remember. All right. Who anyway, are they right but for? yeah, I mean, there's there's strong uh, strong sprinters. Okay. And and so they're going to have you know an impact for sure. As long as they're they're trains, you know. Again, you talk about it being a team sport. Setting up the sprinter for a win is very much a team effort uh, yeah. as well. So that so for those that are you know listening, watch that. Watch the especially the last mm, let's say five minutes of the race mm-hmm. of any race for that matter, any stage, and see how things are being played out because you'll see the 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 last person of a specific segment of like you see a team in blue or team in white or team yep. in green or whatever color it's going to be that last person is who you should watch because the person up front is going to as it gets closer and closer to finish and then um, the speeds get faster and faster that person in the back is going to make their way towards the front towards the front towards the front until the last i don't know let's say 500 meters then it's yeah, and sometimes even less than that. Sometimes it's like a hundred meters before yeah, they make yeah. that final move. Yeah, yeah. See how that plays out, and to the point, not Cavendish and and you know being taken out by the by the barricades, barricades, the barricades, setting up for a race always bugged me. Even our races, being the Nor- the uh, North, Star North Star Grand, Grand Prix, Prix yep. um, you know, as you and I are a road or road roadie track guy. You're doing 35 miles an hour. The last thing you want to see is something in a row sticking out. Yeah. You know, me a couple inches, it's still an inch too far. Right. You know, one inch is one inch too far. Yeah. You just want nothing in there. And so if you're doing 40 miles an hour, come around a bend, you've got Mm -hmm. something sticking out. It just gives me the willies because you just, things happen. You're on a ground It doesn't take much. Yeah. It doesn't take much at all. Yeah. You're hundred percent right. So I'm curious to see how, you know, it's, you can say it's part of the, part of the sport. Yep. But. Part of the sport is also being in the sport, not being killed. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's and you think about you know course setup and course you know yeah. how do people choose the courses that the the races go on. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm excited about. Uh, there's at least one stage with cobbles uh, oh. in the tour this year. Uh, it's stage nine, and it ends in Roubaix, which is the uh, the end of uh, the Perry Roubaix race. Um, and they've got 15 cobbled sectors in that race. And, you know, for people who aren't familiar with the cobbled classics like Perry roubaix um, it's unbelievable to watch these guys. And you really have to be what, you know, I mean, they use the term hard man to, to describe those classics riders. But you really have to just be almost bulletproof because of the pounding that your bike takes on these uneven bricks, basically, they that are they have to ride on. Massive bricks. They're yeah. so big. They're not like, you know, your cobblestones, your pavers here. They're, no, straight up. Yeah. 
And so I'm I'm a huge fan of the classics. I love watching these guys just turn themselves inside out uh, on those kinds of rough surfaces. And so it's it's going to be really fun to see that in the tour. But, you know, people sort of complain that it's not true tour racing. Um, but you know what? If you're going to be good on the bike, you got to be able to ride on all. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, not that I would, but I'm saying like, you're at this level. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just, and with know. the technology that these guys are, are riding on now, I mean, they've got, you know, their frames are built to set up to, to handle that stuff and mm-hmm. be shock absorbing. They've got crazy handlebars and the tape that they use mm-hmm. um, has got inserts in it. So, that, I mean, it's it's not like they can't technically reduce some of the some of the pain from that yeah so yeah. and you've got options with tire sizes tire widths yeah tire pressures absolutely so you know like you said lessen and absorb that that impact yeah um, and make it somewhat easier yeah so uh so enough about the the pros i was talking about technology and mercs i, I want to know about your fleet tell me about what uh. bikes you've got in the in the stable <laughs> um so uh, my my bike stable is um, I have a trusty uh, 2006 Scott CR1, um, this is full carbon Dura-Ace, uh, 10 speed, don't hate, but it still works. It's, nice. It's uh, I'm you know like I said before I'm six foot three and I'm 205 ish pounds, um, and for being a big frame. It's still 15, point, 15 pounds. What do you ride, a 59? Uh, it depends on yeah, what kind of technical here, but yeah. the manufacturers, 59, 59 to 58, 59, 60, yeah. 63, depends on the frame, it, yeah. it, whatever. Scott frames, my Scott, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. the Scott frame that I have is, um, I think, a 60. Okay. No, a 58, but it fits like a 60 yeah. or something bigger. It's a big frame, yeah. but it fits my body's time yeah. well. That's what it's all about. I mean, yeah. you got to have the yeah. right the right fit. Otherwise, I mean, that's probably the most important element is, to anything. Absolutely, is, absolutely. Does your does your bike fit you well? I used to work in a bike shop, um, and when I would sell bikes, I was like, if you're not gonna, if, if we will fit you because if it doesn't work, it doesn't, if it's not comfortable, you're not gonna yeah. ride it. So why would you spend two hundred to Three thousand dollars in a bike that doesn't fit you. Right. You just throw your money away. Yeah, we exactly. want you to get You're your gonna bike. You're going to hate gonna, it and yeah, never exactly. ride it. Yeah. Yep. So what else is in this in yeah. this in the stable? So the Scott Sierra wants a road bike. The um, second bike, second favorite bike is a Will Ye, oh. uh, 29 er um, full carbon nice. uh, disc brake. Uh, that bike um, for it's heavy, but good God, is it fast. <laughs> It's I, I don't know how what we does with this thing, but the geometry of it. But man, it's we wrote it a couple of days ago. Just haven't ridden it like in a mountain in a while or in, uh, off road in a while. But it's just butter. It's just so smooth. And That's great. It just feels like it. It runs over anything, but also it's when you turn, it's like it just it just goes with you. Like it's, yeah, you connected with that bike. It just well, you goes. know, with Willie and their road pedigree. I mean, they've started out. You know, that was their their first mm. uh, path into building bikes. And yeah. so, you know, it's not surprising that they know how to build a fast horse for off-road too. Yeah. Yeah. It's got ground clearance. Um, it's just, it's on, on, on pavement. It's fast on nice. grass. It's even faster. It doesn't make any sense. Wow. It's like you, it wants to be on, on off-road. It doesn't want to be on pavement. It yeah. wants, it just, that's awesome. Up. So it's a, that's a, a hardtail. Um, then I've got a Scott uh, cross bike, um, uh, aluminum and carbon fork. 
uh, aluminum frame carbon fork, um, and then I've got a trusty steel uh, LeMond Wyzetta. Oh, nice. Uh, 2004. Nice. Um, the triple, I mean, triple ring in the front, nine speed in the back, V brakes. Yeah. It's old school stuff compared yeah. to what today, but that's great that, though. That, that frame is dope. Yeah. Yeah. I had a, uh, for the longest time I had a 2008, uh, Le Mans, uh, Tourmalet, huh? All right. uh, an aluminum frame carbon fork is really my first like step up bike mm-hmm. and just loved it. Yeah. Loved it for the longest time. And then I finally got a, a full carbon, uh, three, three years ago, I finally got my first okay. carbon bike and nice. I just absolutely love it. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's good when you get a bike like, like that, that you love and. Yeah, I was like, it's 13 years old or 14 years old. I should grade it. Nope, I'm not now. No. <laughs> One, it's Le Mans. Two, right. it's Wyzetta. Yeah. Not that I'm from Wyzetta. And, and but still, that. It's, 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 that bike is one of us, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Even awesome. New York, it's still Minnesota's home. Yeah. It's, that's, that's a Minnesota bike. So, yeah, yeah that's, that's where it's at for the, my, my, uh, my fleet. Nice. Fleet of bikes. So you talked about starting racing about 10, 10 or so years ago. Talk a little bit about what you did to sort of get into the sport and your first race experiences <laughs> and stuff like that. <laughs> so when I was a kid, a uh, neighbor um, wanted to sell me his bike. And I told uh, my parents, like, hey, I want to buy this bike from this guy. And he's like, and they're like no. I'm like, but it's only 50 bucks. I'm like, we don't have 50 bucks. I'm like, eventually I bought it from him and loved that bike. It was a Raleigh something. It was blue. It was pretty. And I rode the thing around like crazy. And then I started to get into, I wanted research on bike racing. Mm-hmm. This is back in the early mid eighties and didn't have the means to get around to get to bike racing. Sure. So, so that, that sort of, Look, take it as it is. It's just an experience and whatever. Jumped to 2005, bought a real road bike. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a uh, Felt F55 or 65. It was blue. And it was, again, pretty. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm serious. <laughs> and then went riding with a local, uh, a guy I worked with named Mark Koala, uh, introduced me uh, to GP and okay. the, the Grand yep. Performance ride down yep. the street, down and down here. Yep. Shout out to Grand Performance and Dan Casepeer. Yep. Um, and, uh, Casper, wait. I, I, I'm sorry, Dan. Don't don't hate me. I, I dropped your name. <laughs> <laughs> Again, non-commercial Not radio. Non-commercial radio. Sorry. <laughs> non-commercial radio. <clears throat> um, so Mark and I, Mark brings me on this ride, and I got my bike. I think I'm all serious. I'm all cool. I got dropped. I got kicked out. <laughs> like it was a Saturday ride. It was easy. I got <laughs> wasted. I was gone. Mm-hmm. And I still got home. And I was like, I averaged 19 miles an hour. Over wow. th- whatever thirty miles, yeah, and I still got dropped, yeah, and that was a and not. It's about me. It's more about the fact that right. these guys are fast. They were some very fast people in that ride. And if I want to get you know into racing, I probably should join the team. Yeah, and so I didn't join GP because I think I was cool enough to join Birchwood, mm-hmm. Birchwood Cafe's bike team. Shout out to Birchwood. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have to take you off the air. I'm, I'm sorry, okay, well, I'll, I'll stop. I'll stop. I'll stop. <laughs> So I joined a, a team called Birchwood, and um, that was my introduction uh, into um, riding with a team. Mm-hmm. A good, a great team, great group of people. Um, made many, many, made many, many friends from them, from that team, um, and just a good jump off um, for racing. And, and that's where I learned from a lot of the greats, uh, the local greats: Jared mm-hmm. Roy, Pete Maxwell, um, Frisky, um, Pete Anderson. Uh, Taylor, um, I'm f- sorry, Taylor, I forgot your name, but there's Eric, there's 
there's Heather, um, there's uh, Gabrielle, there's Brian, there's uh, Ryan, there's new guy, not new, speaking Andrew. Yep. Um, uh, all these cats are, are um, joined in or I learned from them yeah. how to ride my bike properly. Like, mm -hmm. I thought it was good. No. Yeah. These dudes, the Another early level. guys. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Gabrielle, Pete, Jared, um, uh, um, some a bunch of you taught me how to ride yeah, a bike. Yeah, that's great. Um, you know that Birchwood team has a def has a reputation of being a very friendly team. Absolutely, like they're yeah. very welcoming to a lot of people, and it's uh, I mean there are a lot of great teams in town, but they kind of have that reputation of being the f the friendly, fun yeah, right crowd. Yep, yeah. um, a lot of strong women came from our team. That come yeah. from a part of the team and came from that team. Yeah, uh, Jen Rife. Mm -hmm. um, what. Uh, I remember riding with her one one year, and I was like, I tried to beat her up a hill, and I sort of, <laughs> I it's I think her first hill ride, and I barely beat her up the hill. I was like, you should be racing. She's yeah. like, no, no, no. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, and, yeah. and now she's and, really strong. Yeah. yeah. Don't mess with Jen. Yeah. <laughs> She'll stomp you. <laughs> that smile doesn't mean squat on the bike. So when when was your first Sorry. race? Um, <laughs> the first race. Capital Crits 2007. And uh, I was a cat, still, I'm, oh, anyway, Capital Crit was my first race. Mm -hmm. I didn't know a squat about racing yeah. necessarily. I was like, I thought an individual, no. <laughs> but at time, I thought it was an individual. So nervous as heck, last race of the day, and everything's going smooth. And I took off what's called a flyer. Yep. One of my own. And it was like maybe three laps in. I was like, bye. <laughs> and took off. And I was out uh -huh. there like, Good, all by yourself? All by myself. was like, why is no one following me? Uh -huh. I don't get it. And I got gassed out, and then yeah, they all did. passed me. And I was like, oh, that's yeah. what happened. That's why no one's following. Cause when you got trapped. 35 people chasing you, and, and not one of them has to do a tenth of the work you're doing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yep. that's, uh, that's a rude awakening, I'm sure. So one lap solo, there's a little bit of a climb, not mm -hmm. a climber. And they ate me up. Yeah. And I was done. I mean, done in terms of like... I had nothing left. Nothing to keep, left, yeah. Nothing to keep up with. You burned, in the burned all your gas. and Burned them all at once. Yeah. So that was my first race. <laughs> good and learning uh, experience. Totally, yeah. yeah. Totally good, good learning experience. And I finished a race, but I just, yeah, didn't place. The best race I had was that same year. Um, yeah, the same year, Hopkins Crit. Uh, that was in July 2007. Mm -hmm. And um, that was a fun race just because... Uh, everyone, it, we were all in. It was Scott Bentrup, myself, uh, um, uh, Carl, uh, some other teammates, just as a, a massive group. But we were all in the top 20. Wow. Um, that race. That's great. Um, it's nice so, when it all comes together like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay, well yeah, no, it was, it was a fun race. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's, I think it's always a good season, a sign when you can see the pace car in front of you. Yeah. You can't see the pace car? Yeah, you're not doing too well. <laughs> pace car? Yeah, you're good. You're doing straight. You're doing good. So, yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a fond memory of that year. Uh, that's awesome. Yeah. So, uh, you know, as you reflect on some of those early race experiences, what are some of the things that you wish somebody had told you before going in? Going into a race? Um, drafting is important. Yeah. Height um, from the wind, right? Heart from the wind. <laughs> um, uh um don't be patient relax yeah um 
relax. It's pretty yeah. much it. Just relax. Uh, you tense up, you're going to crash. Mm-hmm. Be aware of your surroundings. I mean, not, not that no one told me. It's just one of the things I just would tell anyone. Be aware of what's going around you. Yeah. Uh, look up. Always look ahead. Um, yeah. Uh, it's it's really interesting. A lot of times you get mesmerized by that wheel in front of you. You mm-hmm. know, watching the back tire yeah. of the rider right in front of you. And, yeah. and, you know, the damage can happen three or four riders ahead of you. Yep. And, uh, you know, one of the things that I learned early on in my racing experience was, you know, just look at the look over the left or right shoulder of the rider in front of you and yep. see what's happening Absolutely. on the road in front of you. Right. So you're yeah. not worried about that specific rider, because if you've got that reaction and they're six inches in front of you, you, you got nothing. I mean, yeah. there's no way you can solve that problem. Yep. But if you see it happening three or four riders, you might be able to evade left or right or put on the brakes enough to minimize the damage kind of thing. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, warm up before you get to the race. Yeah. Don't just walk up and say, I got the race. Nope. Yeah. Warm up before your race. That, um, that takes longer as I get older, I mm-hmm. notice. <laughs> yeah. You know, I used yeah. to be able to just jump out and go. And now it's like, oh, man, I need, you know, 20 <laughs> minutes. I can't I can't go yet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, eat bef- like an hour before. I, there's things I learned. Um, hydrate. Yep. Um, relax. And, and, and at the end of it. It's really about having fun with on your bike. It, yeah. It's just you and the bike. I right. mean, you're, it's, there's, there's a maybe an objective you have. Yep. But the foundation is you're doing this because it's supposed to be it's fun. It's fun. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, if it starts becoming stressful, like it was for me, then it might be time to kind of take a seat back and yeah. say, you know, reassess what you're doing. Yep. And, you know, get back to the basics. Yeah. If it's not fun, don't do it. Right. If it's fun. Yeah. All right. Knock yourself out. Yeah. The, the bikes, the reason why biking is fun, it, it, it's for me, at least it's a release. You, you, I mentioned the fact that it's you and you're empowered going at whatever yep. speed you want to go to. Yep. It's you're out in nature. You can see a lot more on your bike. Yeah. There's come if in a racing part of it, there's a camaraderie you're, you're having, mm-hmm. um, the friendships you develop, um, you know, the, you're dealing in the same sort of pain that everyone else is dealing with. Everybody can relate. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and then you look back and like, Oh, this is what I accomplished. I'm yeah. Like, Holy crap. I did that that fast and yeah. that long. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Uh, you, uh, you've obviously with your involvement in the North star grand prix, you've had a chance to sort of get up close and personal with a lot of racers, see a lot of races play out, um, as, as part of your volunteering. What are some of the things that you, get inspiration from or learn from watching people at that level uh, pour it out on the race course? It's the, uh, maybe it's an age thing. I'm saying that I'm, I'm not young. I'm not also old, but I'm also <laughs> like a little wiser at the same time. Yeah. Like uh, there's the, f- the no fear. Like you, if yeah. you're going to go into that corner at 35 miles an hour, um, some 90 degree turn at 35 miles an hour with two people on either side of you, mm-hmm. you're fully committed. Yeah. You are a full on commit. You yep. got to trust that everyone's going to keep their distance and their, and their line and their yeah. spacing ex- as it was when you came in that corner. And when you exit that corner, yep. there are any, any deviation right. is not going to happen. If there is, it would trust that there won't be a deviation. Yeah. That's what it, I got to get the most. Yep. It's then also um, the dedication, you know, mm-hmm. it's like you're, you're not doing this for the money. It's not a rich sport. You're not going to get rich doing this right. sport and it's dedication. You're doing it because of, for the love of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. That single-minded focus is just uh, really uh, 
sort of eye-opening to me. Mm -hmm. It's not surprising because anybody who's really good at anything has that single-minded dedication to their uh, their sport or their you know livelihood or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. But I mean, you watch these people who are you know ready. To, I mean, they're wearing you know essentially a, a plastic bag for clothes. <laughs> yeah, very and, yeah, very you know, thin. And, right, and and they're inches off the road going 35 or 40 miles an hour and that dedication to know that you've got that skill and you can handle what's coming. Um, that that's impressive to me. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. And the ability to put themselves out for that long of a time, you know, I mean, that to me is another inspiring thing yeah. uh, to see people even at the, on the domestic scene, you know, those road races are 60 to a hundred miles long. Mm -hmm. And, uh, that's, that's a lot, you know, unfamiliar territory right you don't know the terrain you don't right. know anything you're just you're trusting that okay i'm gonna go and do yeah. this yeah yep um i also am inspired by you know the the promoters brendan hale mm -hmm. um uh any promoter for that matter that takes a time yourself <laughs> south side sprints not a commercial radio or not, <laughs> putting out the energy to put on a race um the dedication to make it happen to keep the the sport alive in some way yeah. locally um, is, is, is very admirable because it's hard. It's tough. Yep. You got to convince a lot of people to be okay with being inconvenienced mm -hmm. for people in Lycra and, yep. and going around. And, and it's, it, it's a matter of, but it's also, you got to sell that. I mean, it should sell itself, yep. but people really aren't into that right now. It's, um, uh, it, it, it's a lot of fun. And, you know, the motivation for me to put on races like the Southside Sprint, July 22nd, by the way, state championship criterium again this year, uh, is uh, it's to ha give people a chance to have some fun. You know, I mean, yeah. not only the racers, but, you know, all of my neighbors, because I live a block from turn two on that mm -hmm. race course. And so all the people on the backside of the course who are having block parties, you know, and barbecuing in their front yards... Um, they love it. Their kids come out for the race and they love watching everybody go by. So, you know, to me, that's the motivation of putting on a race like this is just to have the community really in, in, embrace it, have fun. Um, and then, you know, hope that the businesses, uh, like you said, uh, enjoy it, have a good time with it and, uh, and benefit from it too. You know, I try and encourage people to go and patronize the other businesses yeah around and the that's 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 a, the 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 double win-win it's like one you're seeing a bike race two the amount of um the, the community is involved and it's supporting local businesses yep. and so everyone gets to benefit from the fact that we're bringing a, an event to um a neighborhood yep. or an area of, of, of town yeah uh you know uptown is one thing but we bring a lot of um uh, attention to Cannon Falls, a lot mm -hmm. of attention to uh, um, Mankato, North yep. Mankato. Right. Um, we used to bring a lot of attention to Menominee, Wisconsin, yeah. uh, Stillwater. Uh, you know, that's that's an incredible um, race in itself. Yeah. Um, St. Paul, um, rural, um, uh, we've had a major impact on, on Grand Avenue yep. uh, last year. Uh, we're looking to, to other venues um, next year. Uh, in St. Paul, for that matter. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's it's really fun to see the neighborhoods embrace it and have a good time with with the event for sure, because it really has the potential to be a really positive, not just experience for that day, but, you know, long term, if people keep coming back uh, for the event or, yeah. you know, other just to come and have a burger at one of the restaurants or whatever. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, one of the things that that uh, I see as a promoter is that uh, over time races are going away 
or, you know, race participation is going down. And, and so, you know, one of the things that we're always worried about is getting new people into the sport. You know, you came in later in life, Mm -hmm. you started racing, you know, how, what, what are some of the things that were impactful for you that made you want to stick with it? And what did people do and how did, how did people help you get comfortable and get excited and, and actually stick with the sport? Um, I've always loved bikes as a kid, as a kid. I mean, mm-hmm. the first thing, the first child memory I have as a bike, uh, having a bike was when I was in, in New York, um, trying to impress a train. It didn't make any sense, <laughs> but I was trying to impress a locomotive. Uh-huh. Long Island, Locust Valley, mom, we had me, my red bike, took the train wheels off, and I was like, all freaked out, because like, I have no safety, I'm uh-huh. freaked out. And a train comes in, yep. I'm like, a train, that's my hero. Watch me. <laughs> Look at me. I'm wearing a bike. <laughs> you know, train doesn't care about me and I'm a bike. <laughs> and you can't see me. But my, you know, three, four year old four year old mind doesn't doesn't right. doesn't make that um, logical or that leap. Yeah, yeah. Right. So it was just fun. So it, it's it's always been fun. Um getting back to, you know, the sport locally, it's just it it's the passion, it's the people that you're around, mm-hmm. the team, the yep. team itself. Yep. Um, you join the right club. The club is inviting mm-hmm. the club is supportive. Yep. Um, the club teaches you um, that <clears throat> will go a long way with with um, maintaining your the interest in the sport. Yeah. Um, uh, so I can't, really can't speak to any other, I mean, any other club for that matter, but yeah. when I see other clubs, mm-hmm. I see the same people, mm-hmm. something that works for them in that club. Sure. Yep. Um, balance GP, uh, uh, um, Flanders, wherever mm-hmm. else is going to be something that works for the individuals in yeah. the team. Yep. Um, you know, a lot of, I, I'm hearing of a lot of young names that are blowing up. I want to say Nick Carter, mm-hmm. um, Doug Carter's son is, I remember him, you know, being nothing also. It's like, Oh, he's grown up and now he's insanely fast. Uh, some other uh, younger kids on uh, GP squad. That's good. That are being good. Or it, it, so answer your question. The right support, be it from the team, be it from friends, mm-hmm. be it socially, yep. um, be community. Um, parents mm-hmm. are important to encouraging yeah. um, th- that 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 um, that interest and saying, "Hey, if your child wants to ride a bike, race, do what yeah. you can to get them involved." Let them. Yeah, you know, um, if it's tough, I don't understand. Like, I, I'm not rich. I wasn't rich. Yep. Um, and it, it, it is an expensive sport. You don't necessarily need the most expensive toys to beat someone's butt on a bike. <laughs> I've gotten spanked on someone with on a steel bike. I was like, uh huh. I've got carbon. You've got yeah, steel. It's like, no. They had a bigger engine. They had a bigger engine. Exactly. A bigger <laughs> engine pointed at my legs or in their, yep. in their heart or lungs, whatever. Yep. They get a bigger engine yep. than you have in yep. your fancy whatever bike. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It's in your in your chest or in yep. your in your in your in your in your mind that I'm going to stomp you. I don't care yeah. what you have. Yep. So anyway, encouragement. That's not what it comes down to. Mm-hmm. Um, that's probably the most important thing is encourage, be encouraged, not being discouraged. Yep. Um, and the support, the community support. The women's racing needs a lot of support. Mm-hmm. Um, the men were there, but the women's racing is where it's it it's always has been. Yeah. Um, and a lot of talent out there and 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 just. Yeah, you know, and, and and to me, uh women racers are particularly good at being ambassadors for the sport, being that encouraging voice, um, being smart. You know, I remember yeah. some of the earliest people that I met when I was part of the North Star back then it was Nature Valley Grand Prix. 
um, were, were some of the women racers because from a marketing perspective, they were willing to be out there and talk to people at four o'clock in the morning, be on TV mm -hmm. and, yeah. and tell the story of their sport and get people excited about it. Um, they're also the ones who are out there with the kids, right? Motivating the kids in the kids oh, yeah, fun yeah, race, yeah, yeah. Uh, riding alongside yeah. them. I mean, it just is an amazing thing to see when people are really passionate about the sport and then, you know, translate that into ambassadorship, um, you know, sort of evangelism for the sport. And, mm -hmm. and to me, that's, that's powerful. So not only do they need incur need support to tell other people what their story is, but I think they deserve it because they're good at what they do. They're amazing athletes in their own right, and they understand what it takes to keep the sport alive and to build it and get it, you know, to grow. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, and I, I, you know, not to be, um, you know, sort of against guy racers because a lot of my best friends are bike racers. Mm -hmm. Right. <laughs> but you know, they uh, they aren't as as focused a lot of times as as getting new people excited about the sport. And, uh, especially as they get older, it's kind of like, well, you know, I'm just going to go out for my ride or we got the club ride or whatever. And it, yeah, sure. You can come along, but we're not going to go out of our way to make space for you in your, in your ride. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. That's, I know exactly what you're, I know exactly what you're saying. <laughs> I know exactly. Cause I've experienced like, all right, that's why I'm not joining your team. Cause yeah. you guys are being punks. Yep. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think that encouragement is really important and making people feel welcome, um, and giving them that conf confidence that they're not out here all by themselves. Yeah. That's yeah. huge. Yeah. That's huge. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's exactly welcoming and being an inviting, supportive. Yeah. Man or woman. Yep. That, that that's, that's, right that's a key. If, right on. Yep. If it's not there, then you're not going to get much at all. And, yeah. and in the, the community, it's the community being the overall Twin Cities area. Um, we have an amazing, um, uh, support with our legislative and, and, and infrastructure. There's mm -hmm. lots of trails. Yep. Yeah. Um, it's amazing how far roads. you can ride without hitting a city street around yeah, absolutely. here. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's great. Yep. Well, uh, I'm looking at the clock and I'm seeing that we've, you know, it once again Moved had another hour. hour. <laughs> uh, so we're going to wrap things up here. This has been Blast Beats and Bicycles on WMCN, McAllister College Radio 91.7 FM. Um, if you do want to check out some races, I believe the Birchwood Road Race is next weekend. Am I right, Todd? I think you are correct. And then right after that, we've got the Southside Sprint State Criterium Championship on July 22nd in South Minneapolis. So be sure to check out both of those events. Todd Butcher, it's been great having you with me for two hours. Thanks for coming in. Jason, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. This is a, 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 a blast, no pun intended, but it's been <laughs> it's been dope, man. I appreciate it. It's All right. Fun. We're going we're gonna to take things out with our classic wrap-up tune. Of course, this is Bicycle Races by Queen. Yes. Bicycle, bicycle, bicycle. I want to ride my bicycle. Royce, say God, give me a choice. Say Lord, I say Christ, I don't believe in.